Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back with another great episode of the Sick Podcast, Steelers Crazy. I am Jay York Football. This is Mike Up Sports One, and the doctor is in on the Sick Podcast. Unfortunately, we have to shed some light on some Steeler injuries and some Steeler injuries of the past, specifically Kenny Pickett and more. Talk some training camp here on the one and only Sick podcast, Steeler crazy. Come on, let's get to it. Wave them towels. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Steelers crazy. Harris Smith shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Yo, the season's coming up. Are you in the market for some new Steelers gear? I think so. And it's you have one brand to rep them all. Why don't we bring them up? One brand right there, man. Yins with two Z's is the number one brand for Pittsburgh sports. Finally, one brand to rep all black and gold. But make sure you use our code SICK15 for 15% off your entire purchase. It's shop Yins. That's Yins with two Z's. Dot com And the beauty of it is, you know, a lot of these other places support small business, first of all, but a yep. lot of these other places, you have to spend $75 to get 15, 10, 5, heck, percent off. But you could shop local. I know he's a, he's in Florida now. Shout out to our guy, Taylor. Uh, I know we're going to be doing a giveaway as well. So make sure you follow all our socials, but make sure you go to shopyins.com. It's just some awesome, awesome gear. You still have time, but the preseason is here, and before you know it, will be regular season. So make sure you hit that link and hit the code SICK15 at the one and only Shop Yins. That's with two Zs. Two Zs. Two Zs. And I tell you what, man, today we're excited to start a new series with a contributor who's going to be joining us uh, all season for some segments. This guy, he's a doctor. Uh, you know, he's the he's bell not, of every, not every day. Awesome. Yeah, this guy is is absolutely awesome. You never want to see injuries, but it'll be significant for us to have somebody on who can come on and assess these injuries, tell people about the recovery time, and give some some really really uh, astute breakdowns as to what's going on. So we're excited to welcome this guy, Doctor Turner. And listen, we even got a transition for this dude. He Bring is the stick pod doc. The doctor is in. Hey, Dr. Turner, how are you? Good, man. Thank you guys for having me. Definitely. Yeah, so we're excited to talk. You know, just, just first off, just tell, you know, our viewers just a little bit about you know, your background and uh, just really awesome, man, to have a doctor himself on the show. So first off, we want to thank you again for coming on. But just tell, you know, our viewers a little bit about your background and we'll jump into the Steelers. Yeah, so I'm actually based out of Houston, Texas. Uh, one of my professional teams that I help out with some of the coverage is the Houston Dynamo. Um, I actually did some XFL Houston Roughneck stuff this last year. I had a real good, you know, first successful year. Uh St. Thomas University is a little smaller university down here, D3, but, you know, don't have any football, but they have all the other sports. And then, of course, because there's never a lack of it, high school teams and all that do a lot of high school football coverage as well. So 
Um, I love it. Been doing it for a couple of years now. Um, so I definitely, you know, I'm always loving the NFL season when it's approaching. Big fantasy football player. Um, so, you know, that that helps out when it comes to evaluating injuries and who's, things like that. Who's your first pick? Man, this year, first pick? Um, I'm probably going to. With all the recent drama with the running backs, I'm probably taking a wide out. So nice. you, can, you can go Justin Jefferson, probably not Jamar Chase until that yeah. whole situation plays out with Burrow. But, yeah. Yeah, so let's let's dive into the Steelers. Kenny Pickett, history of concussions. He suffers two concussions in 56 days. Um, just kind of, you know, it's a rookie season. It's tough either way when, you know, you get concussions like that consecutively. Um, just talk about the recovery process on that and just shed some light on that for us. Uh, you know, cause it's not every day you get a doctor on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, concussions are a huge, huge part of the game. I mean, it's, it's a whole process. There's protocols that differ at each level. Um, NFL in particular, you know, when you get a concussion, it's, it's not a, it's not a simple process. I mean, it's essentially where you're hitting the head and the brain, you know, contrary to belief, the brain actually doesn't touch like up against your skull. So when you get hit, the brain kind of gets rocked. Whenever it gets rocked like that, you start getting like little areas of bruising and things like that. And that's actually where you start to get some of those like concussion like symptoms. Um, now, recovery process is always a little tricky because, you know, ideally you want your athlete to not have symptoms for at least 24 to 48 hours. So we generally recommend after a concussion, those first one to two days, they kind of, you know, take it easy. If they're tired, they take naps, things like that. And then you actually kind of want them to start getting up and start to, you know, not run and things like that. But you want them to start getting active so they can get blood flowing and start the recovery process. Because once they're asymptomatic, meaning no headaches, no dizziness, none of those bad symptoms, you start them on what they call a return to play protocol. Um, and that return to play protocol, depending on which level you are, usually incorporates five or six steps over the course of five to six days. So, you know, for example, if you have a concussion that happens on a Sunday and that player wakes up Monday and they are asymptomatic, have no symptoms at all, Tuesday they can then start their return to play. And it's usually kind of like a graded progressive symptom, meaning on day one, usually have them hop on a bike or go for a little walk to where they barely get their heart rate up. Um, make sure that they don't reproduce any of their headache symptoms. If they do well with that, then they go on to stage two. Stage two is usually where you have those players kind of ramp it up a little bit. So I tell people, if you go on a bike, get your heart rate up to a certain level. The next day, you're going to probably have them go for a light jog or even pick up the pace on a bike so that they pick up their heart rate a little further. That third day, as long as they don't have symptoms on stage one or two, that third day, they then go on to the, what we call like the skill-specific drill kind of area. So if you're a wide out, you may you usually see it like in training camp and things like that. They're off to the side kind of doing drills by themselves. Um, that's usually the stage three. Stage four is where you'll actually be in practice, but you cannot like have any contact whatsoever. Um, and then stage five is where you go into a full contact practice you know, during the season, that's probably just going through the, you know, the motions and things like that. But as long as you can get through every single process without any headache, then you'll be cleared for game day and you'll be good to go. Um, so it's it's a whole return to play. Um, it's very drawn out with all the, you know, political things and yeah. 
kind of awareness surrounding concussions recently, you know, that they're, they're always looking year to year how they can change things and make things better. So, yeah, I mean, in Miami with Tua, I mean, I, I watched all that. That was just, you know, scary. you so obviously want to, you know, I mean, concussions are scary. I think we learned that, you know, I watched the movie Concussion that was with Will yeah. Smith that actually filmed here in Pittsburgh. And uh, it really opened my eyes because, you know, you see the technology and I know Mike's going to talk about it, the helmets now. But what's crazy is like they were back in the day, you know, they didn't have that. It was just I mean, they were playing on AstroTurf. Like still till this day, I don't understand. Like, you know, I have a piece of Three River Stadium like right on my mantle. And I'm like, I, I like put my elbow on it sometimes. I'm like, I can't imagine like getting tackled on this. So we definitely came, you know, a long way as far as, you know, uh, sports, uh, NFL safety. Um, but yeah, it's just that that was just breaking it down like that. It's a process. And I think that that's really, you know, the whole gist of it is just, you know, you gotta, you gotta see in its research. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure each individual is very different as well. Uh, Jordan talked about the improved technology a, a little bit. You know, we hear all these things as consumers of the league, things like these carbon fiber, you know, liquidated helmets, or not liquidated, but liquid shock absorbers, I should say. Uh, in your experience, where is this trending? What are we seeing more frequently now? Uh, and, and do these work? Are they, are they helping? You know, a lot of that... Um... I would say is still up for debate because, you know, they have studies and things like that, that they try to put these helmets through kind of simulation type things, but you don't truly know until you actually have the helmets put on the players and have them actually go through like real life game situations. But, you know, the idea and the theory behind all of these helmets and shock absorbers is really like really what it comes down to is if you can take as much shock away from the helmets as possible, then you could potentially stop, you know, a, a pretty bad concussion or a head injury, more so the better terminology. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think a lot of it, the politically correct answer is to say we don't know yet. Um, but based off of our awareness and how serious, you know, like you bring up the Tua stuff last year, we have to find ways to kind of help the concussions lessen. I mean, you, you bring up a good point going back to back to the early days of football where it's like, okay, I always tell people the example. When I played football, I remember getting hit, laying on the ground, like don't even remember what happened and then get back up and like you go back into the play and because people just didn't know much about concussions then. And nowadays I think we know so much about it that it's actually, I mean, it's a good thing because we're preventing long-term problems. But, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to one main thing. And this is what I teach a lot of my younger athletes is, tackling yeah i mean you've got kids who are bigger faster stronger and they all want to come in and lead with the crown of their helmet or lead with their shoulders and they don't want to wrap up and tackle like they should and that's actually like the leading cause of why people are getting you know concussions nowadays and so i think if we start there and then you start incorporating these fancy helmets and things like that then that's ideal but the part that's unfortunate about the helmets and this new like advanced equipment is it's great for the NFL because, you know, they have the means to do it. But, you know, sure, Alabama, Ohio State, big, big name colleges, they will have it. But then you start getting into the lower colleges. Are they going to have it? Are high schoolers going to have it? I highly doubt it. I mean, so, you know, it's, it's a small piece of the puzzle. If you talk about players having concussions up until uh, NFL mm -hmm. and then they get the fancy tools and things like that, 
you know, it might be too late at that point, but you know, it, it, we'll see, we'll see how things play out now that they're actually putting it in like real life play now. Yeah, that's an interesting point. It's almost backwards. Like we should be protecting these guys at a younger age first. Not that they shouldn't be protected throughout the uh, tenure of their career, but yeah, that's a, a really really interesting point. We are hanging out with Dr. Turner, the Sick Pod Doc here on the Sick Podcast. Dealers, crazy. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're excited. He's going to be a regular contributor on the show. Uh, throughout the year, helping us break down some of the unfortunate injuries, uh, of course, and the fortunate, you know, hopefully faster recovery times uh, that you'll get the insight from here. I want to talk about one more thing before we let you go. You know, non-contact injuries, those words, right, they strike a chord with everybody, right? For, for us as fans, you know, at this point, we see those words non-contact injury and immediately, you know, you're, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, this is very, very bad, you know, which is, I shouldn't say strange, but visually you see a, uh, you know, you see an absolute war out there, but when guys aren't getting hit, sometimes it results in the more severe injury. Give us the, the non-contact injury context, I guess, if you will. Yeah. I mean, you, you, Put the nail in the coffin. I mean, non-contact injuries, when you hear those words, it's, I mean, I feel like it's always associated with at least a surgical type of injury. I mean, ACLs, Achilles, especially nowadays. Um, there's a there's a trainer that I actually followed out in Miami. His name is, I, I forget his actual official name, but it's like DBC training. He works with a lot of, now a lot of NFL players, but he kind of came up and got his name with Dwayne Wade and you know, LeBron James, when they had their Heatles moment in Miami, you know, I think it all comes down to the training. And, you know, you have a lot of people out there who are teaching athletes and things like that, how to train and doing all these crazy, you know, oh, they've got a sandbag and they're doing a 360 and then they're hopping to the left and hopping to the right. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're doing these type of things, you're putting your you're putting your ligaments and a lot of these things at risk. And I always tell people non-contact injuries usually happen for one or two reasons. One, it was something that happened beforehand, weeks before, months before, an old injury that was, say, like a partial ACL tear. And then they go and they cut the wrong direction, and now you've got a full ACL, and now their entire knee feels unstable. Then you've got, like, Achilles injuries, where a lot of times when people actually tear their Achilles or pop their Achilles, they've had some kind of, like, underlying Achilles tendonitis, Achilles pain, calf tightness, whatever it may be. So... A lot of times I feel like these non-contact injuries come from overuse. And, I mean, this this is something that goes back to our youth and even our college players and NFL players. You've got people who are trying to make it to the next level and they don't take the necessary time off. Mm. And then in football, which is a barbaric sport in itself, which we all love, and I, I love football, but it's like these players are going week to week with injuries. I mean, they always say, they always say by the end of the year, everybody has some kind of injury going on, right? And so I think that's what puts most of these players at these, this risk of these non-contact injuries in, or, you know, besides freak accidents where it's like somebody like pushed you and then your knee twisted or something like that. But non-contact injuries is a part of the game that I don't necessarily know will ever get better until we start having like actual licensed trainers who are actually teaching you movements that are relevant to your sport instead of coming up with, all of these crazy things that mean nothing for your body at the end of the day. We obviously want everybody to stay healthy, 
including your fantasy football team. Let me drop let me drop something on you real quick. All right. Steelers yeah. revamped offensive line over here. Pass game's gonna open up a little bit. That's gonna open up the run too. So if you can get Najee Harris at a steal yes. in like the third round, man, he's mm. going way lower than he's projected right now. Make sure you handcuff him with Jalen Warren too, who's an absolute beast to Steelers, who's gonna be mixed in every once in a while, which will also help Najee. He's gonna catch it a lot, score a lot of touchdowns. So there it is, right there. I got I gotta throw that at you. I'm I'm all on Najee this year. I mean, nice. You you think about him as a prospect coming out of high school, Adrian Peterson comparisons and everything. I yeah. mean, they were showing films of this kid when he was a sophomore in high school. Gets to Bama, destroys everything. Right. Then he gets to the Steelers, where he had a he had an old Ben who was at the end of his wits. Then he's got a rookie quarterback. Y'all lost a lot of y'all's O-line. I mean, I'm high on Najee. I mean, people were mad because he was stumbling for three to four yards, which is not like him. I think but he was he hurt, too, when he yeah, was going through. He, he took out the steal, and it, it all changed. It's crazy. I, th- I think he has a big year, though. I agree. I think we're going to have a big year here on the Sick Podcast. It was crazy. We're excited for you to be a part of it, uh, Dr. Turner. Absolute pleasure, man. We'll catch up soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me, y'all. Appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah, good stuff, Jordan. I mean, like we said, it's like a catch-22. Guys are going to get injured, right? We've seen it already at Steelers yeah. camp, unfortunately. Uh, and I know we're going to talk about that in a few seconds here. Um, and yeah, it's something you hate to, to harp on, but it is such a big storyline quite often in the NFL. So I mean, this this it's the season hasn't even started yet. I mean, we've seen what happened, you know, shout out to our, our man, Chris Wormley. We've seen what, you know, what yeah. happened to him. That's an unfortunate, you know, torn ACL. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough, but you know, I know, I know he's going to come back stronger. So just, just wanted to shout out big worm one time uh, before for the sure. season starts so, yeah. for, forever. Yinzer in our heart. He's a Yinzer for life, no yeah. matter where he goes. And, and the comeback season is going to be crazy. No but uh, I want to shout out something else real quick, uh, Jordan. Uh, you know, uh, interesting transition. Yeah. But I want to talk about one of our sponsors for sure. Uh, these guys are absolutely awesome. If you're looking for a new experience that is so fun, so yeah. enjoyable, it's Caffeinate a great way to spend. and create. There it is. It's a great way to spend time with friends. You're going to get all excited. I just went there last weekend. Listen, I did a du- excuse me. I did a double shot of espresso. He's like, <laughs> you got to try. So I was like, you know, just give. And listen, You're still I, high on it. I can oh feel my it. gosh, I'm ready to run through a wall. Well, really, I'm I'm on a Steeler high right now because I'm heading up to training camp for the weekend, and yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. But definitely, just great people. Get creative. Get caffeinated. Brushes and Beans Cafe. Visit them at four five five zero William Penn Highway in Murraysville. They have a parking lot. Bring your friends. Bring your kids. It's a family affair at Brushes and Beans. And I know we're going to be doing some stuff over there. Uh, you know, some painting, there. pottery. You never know. So uh, Brushes and Beans, just all around awesome place. So make sure you check it out. Actually, don't just check it out. Meet me there. Beat me there. I'll Beat see you there. at Brushes and Beans at Murraysville. Man, uh, that made me want a coffee right now. I'm, I'm dragging over. I need today. one. Yeah, I'm about to head over there after this show. <laughs> They got tea. They got latte. They got they got everything. Hot yeah. Um, fall coming around. So, like I said, I'm I'm going up to training camp. Yeah. Um, for the weekend, really excited. Just you know to kind of just take it all in. You know, I I remember during the pandemic, I was so bummed because you know that was my thing. You know, just to go up there, just such a great Pittsburgh tradition, Steeler tradition. 
um, America tr tradition because the Steelers are America's team. But we'll save that for another day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just excited to really get out there and uh, see see what it's all about. I'm I'm really hearing a lot of hype about you know Kenny Pickett. I mean, I I just seen a you know dark horse MVP candidate. Uh, hey, anything's possible. I mean, I've seen crazier stuff happen. Like, hey, it may be a pipe dream, but the Pittsburgh Steelers on paper look like AFC North champs to me. People are talking about Justin Fields as a sleeper MVP candidate. Yeah. Over so why can't Kenny pick it? Why not? Why not? Well, Kenny we know we know our friend Adam Rank how he feels about that. About Justin Fields, he thinks yes. he's going to make the Hall of Fame tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Kenny Pickett's not going to make the Hall of Fame tomorrow, but yeah, you expect natural progression. We're we're talking camp specifically. He's flashed at camp. You're seeing all these videos on your Twitter timeline. You can't even keep up with them, but he's dropping some dimes to Calvin Austin as he's streaking down the field, flying around like the Energizer Bunny. He's hitting George Pickens, his big target, and Pat Frymuth in the back of the end zone. He's firing lasers. He's usually the first Calvin guy. Calvin Austin in the mix now. Love to yeah. see it. Yep, and the last guy to leave, always going to be the hardest worker on the field. So do I think he's going to win MVP? No. Do I think he's you know going to have a much better year than he did last year? Yeah, I think he's going to kind of progress like Trevor Lawrence did, who had a terrible yeah. first year as a rookie, didn't have much around him in the system, and then bounced uh, back and was really now good. he's at Waffle House. He's at Waffle House. He won a playoff game. He probably gets the chili cheese hash browns. At, at Waffle House, man, I've had those a couple times. You get a crazy stomach. I know uh, some some stuff I've been seeing from camp as well. Uh, Nick Herbig is uh, mm -hmm. really impressing a lot of people. Obviously, a friend of the show, uh, his brother Nate um, is there as well. We got to get Nate on. We got to get him yeah, on. I'll you got to talk to him, talk to him I'll, this week. I'll talk to him up camp. He'll come on. He'll um, come on. Yeah, we'll have a family affair here on the Sick Podcast, Steeler Crazy. Hey, we just appreciate everyone, as always. Can't thank you guys enough. Uh, just make sure you follow us uh, down below on our bottom line. That's the Sick Bottom Line. Shout out to the Sick Pod Doctor, uh, Dr. Turner, for coming on. We're going to have him on during the season as well. Um, and just follow our socials because I'm going to be up training camp all weekend. So I'll see you there. Stay classy. Stay sick. It's been another great show. I'm Jay York Football. This is Mike Dub Sports One. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.